happy all of you came and joined us. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited you guys came and joined us tonight. Where are all of my current junior high families? Current junior high families. All right, now even out of that group, there's some that I want to point out. The Mitchells and the Lions uh, serve with me on my parent council. So one of the things I value, uh, that fact that I don't have a junior hire, is that I don't want to just make every single junior high decision myself. I want to vet it with parents who have kids and who have opinions and knows what works and what doesn't work. So these are a couple of parents that I meet with. There's a couple that couldn't be here tonight. So at the end, if you have questions, feel free to talk to them. They'll have answers. Uh, I'm really uh, excited for our new fifth grade parents who are jumping up. Well, who falls into that category? Category, has a fifth grader jumping up into junior high. You guys are all awesome. I'm so happy you joined us. So, uh, man, who what dad wouldn't want that app to like know where their daughter is at all day? That sounds pretty good. I saw the app. All right. Well, one of the things I'm really uh, pumped about, for the last couple months, we've been working on a tool to help you guys do what you do. Uh, we've been working on it with Com uh, and with a company uh, called Shoutem uh, to develop an app for junior high that would do and accomplish the goals that we want it to. Uh, we recently just finished it and and, uh, and it, is, it is really cool, and I'd love to show it to you guys real quick. So if you just check out the screen, this is going to be really easy. Plug my phone in here. It's going to pop up any second, and it is going to look awesome. <laughs> I feel this. It's going to totally work, right? Yeah? Here we go. Is it going to work? Oh, man. I'm super nervous right now. Ryan, do you got this? Is this going to work? Am I going to am I going to look foolish in front of everyone? Oh boy, am I? Is that going to happen? I'm going to look like a ooh, yikes. All right. Well, hey, it was going to work and it was going to look awesome. Let me just let me describe it to you real quick. Wait, no. So, it's in the App Store. Uh, part of this app is geared for a couple different reasons. One, we want to communicate when stuff's happening. Uh, so we have a full calendar there uh, that you can see all the events and all the different things that we're doing. Uh, and you can actually add those events right to your calendar right on the phone. Uh, and we're working. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be great. All right, here we go. Hey, this guy is Paul, and Paul's our sound guy, and this guy's a genius. So when you guys download this app, uh, it will not look like this when you first download it. You actually have to download it and then like double click and then close it and reopen it. And when you do, it'll look just like this. It'll look awesome. So a couple of things I want to point out uh, to hopefully make it easy for you guys as parents uh, is to see our calendar. And we're going to be listing everything. Uh, Every little thing we do, so you guys know of details about it. Uh, we're working with Fellowship One right now to integrate Fellowship One logins and signups into the app, so it'll be really easy. So, say you're interested uh, in something like our Chili Van, one of our Serve with Others uh, type event, you can just check it out, see when it's happening, uh, the days and the times, and it's right down there at the bottom. And you can go to add to your calendar, and you can just add it and know what's happening in junior high. And, Hopefully get your students involved, which should be really good. Uh, one of the areas that we really worked on is our discipleship area. Now, I'm pumped about this. I'll be talking about it really soon. But we want discipleship for our students to be in the palm of their hand. Uh, we don't want God to be a thing that they only experience when they come to church or come to a life group or go to a camp. We want it to be an everyday experience. So we developed and worked this into our app, and it's something we're going to be launching brand new this year uh, called With God, With Others. Uh, and we broke it into two very clear categories, the stuff you do with God to go deeper in your faith. Uh, and I want to show it to you real quick. You click on it, and we're going to be developing tools um, for all these different areas. If you click on With God, you're going to get the opportunity uh, for your student and for you to see what they're doing and what they have the opportunity to do, to explore your Bible, to know your Bible, 
uh, and to talk with God. So getting them into God's word through devotionals uh, and through books that we provide and tools that we give uh, to make it easy for students to connect uh, and to know your Bible. You know, we believe scripture memorization is a big deal and we want to write God's word in our heart. So we're going to make it easy for your students to have a verse a month to be able to memorize and learn and commit it to when they go through things in their daily life, they can call that verse from memory and know that God's with them uh, and talking to God, how you pray, that it's not just a Santa Claus type thing, but it's actually more of like a, it's a conversation, it's a relationship. I want students to experience that. We're going to make it easy for them to do it with the app and easy for you guys to track along with them to see what they're doing and help encourage them in that. Uh, one of the last pieces I want to show uh, is our parent side, which I really believe in. Uh, we do a lot with parent ministry. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But we make it really easy here on the app uh, to see all the different things that we have going on and how we can partner with you. Uh, my hope for this is that you can just be reminded often about what we have for you as parents. And then when you're having a conversation with a friend that does go to church or doesn't go to church, or maybe they went to church for a while and they left and you're trying to get them back involved, you can show them right here in the palm of your hand uh, the things that we have that offers uh, families a window in to our ministry. So you're not on the outside looking in. You are a part of things. So if you click, uh, if you're not already getting our weekly uh, email called Inside JHM, uh, you can click Inside JHM, go right to the very bottom and click on sign up for Inside JHM and sign up right from your phone. We send out an email full of resources every single Thursday at four o'clock. It's automatically sent. It'll be in your inbox. Uh, and it's a tool that hopefully helps you guys do what you do uh, so well, being the parents to a bunch of students. So it's available for down Download now in the App Store and for Android. Uh, there's a card for that in your bag, so I encourage you to download that. Uh, we're going to be announcing to the students very soon. We're filling it up with content as we speak, uh, and it is going to be an indispensable tool this next year as we disciple our kids. So I'm excited for it, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So like most times in junior high, uh, I want to take the opportunity to get into God's Word a little bit. Now, if you have one of our bulletins with you, feel free to take notes. And if you have, we give these to students every single week. So you can see the scripture that they're taking home that we encourage them to read. All the scripture is going to be on the app, uh, so it makes it easy for them to connect with God. Uh, so take all the notes you want. Uh, be texting in questions if you have them, because I want to answer them at the end. Uh, let's open up uh, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. If you have your Bibles with you, feel free. If you don't, that's no big deal. We're going to have the scripture on the screen. So I want to give you a little bit of a window into my philosophy as the junior high pastor, what we do, uh, what we do, why we do it, and how we accomplish it. And not just as a ministry, how we accomplish it in partnership with you guys. So this is what it says in Deuteronomy 6. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you, today are to be on your hearts. So here's the thing. Uh, the chapter earlier is when they laid out the Ten Commandments. Pretty simple stuff. So Moses has given some really good insights here. I want you guys to write this stuff on your heart. I want you to know this. I, I don't want it to just be a thing you do. I want this to be part of your identity. Now he's speaking directly to us as believers, those who know Jesus, those who know who God is, know what it's like to walk. Maybe you saw your parents walk in that similar way and they raised you up and now you have kids of your own and you're thinking to yourself like, well, what am I going to do here? Like, how do I raise up my, I know what it was like being raised. I remember walking that road and my parents trying to kind of wrangle me and I remember saying that statement like every kid does, when I get to be a parent, I'm not going to make my kid do homework. He's going to do whatever. And it's like, you're going to make your kid do homework. Of course you're going to make your kid do homework. You'd be nuts to do that. And so you as a parent, it's like, man, I can't keep a lot of those crazy promises I made. Like, I actually got to raise this kid now. So what am I going to do? What's the plan? Well, 
Well, God had a plan. It started with the Ten Commandments. It started very simply. Know what I'm about as God. You know, hear, O Israel. It was a big announcement. He wanted everyone to experience this. I mean, they were on this little trip heading into this promised land that they were going to take control of, and they were starting things anew. In this new land, the promised land, God was with them. They made a lot of crazy mistakes, but that time was over, and now it was time for them to start anew on the right foot. And when that time was coming, God said intelligently, as you're starting on the right foot, I want you to start on that right foot with me. And that is a very big deal. People listen to that, and they're like, yeah, I'm just, they're just drinking this in. They were loving it. Well, you're one side of that coin, though, right? I mean, you're the parent side. You know, what about your kids? Like, what if they don't buy into this? What if they don't buy into you what you're saying? What if there's difficult? How do you handle that? What do you say? What do you do? What is God calling them to? What are the promises that they have to remember? Well, God spoke to that, too, through a guy named Paul writing a letter to a really young church. And it, this wasn't a church like we see as a church with junior high ministry and lights everywhere. I mean, this was like a home church with like a couple people having lunch, having dinner, worshiping God. There's no Bible. There were stories of this guy named Jesus walking from town to town, healing people and walking, and walking out of a grave. This young uh, church in Ephesus, this is what Paul said to them. Children, specifically, this is your kids he's talking to. Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your mother and father, the first commandment that has a promise attached to it. Namely, so you will live well and have a long life. Children, listen. I don't want you to miss this. Listen to your parents. The stuff they say, it's really good stuff. And I don't want you to miss it. And, and just like the, in the Ten Commandments, this little thing, a promise is attached to it. That as they listen and as they learn from you, they're going to have a really long life. And they're going to be blessed. Because they're going to be raised in the ways that God wants them to be raised. You know, it's not coincidental that he specifically quoted out of the Ten Commandments. You know, you're remembering as they're leaving uh, and heading into what will be the nation of Israel, he says something really clear. Listen, oh Israel, this announcement, listen. You have to write me on your hearts. And if you're not, you're going to miss it. Only years later do we look at kids and say, listen, there's someone who's charged with maybe the most important task, the task of teaching you what it means to follow me. I want you children to see me through your parents. That's the role, that's the responsibility I've given them. I don't want you, I, I don't want you to see, see me through Justin. I want you to learn from Justin. I want you to see me through your parents. You know, I don't want you to see me at camp. You're going to experience me at camp, but I don't want camp to be where you see me. No, no, no. I want you to see me through your parents. So because, children, I have a responsibility for you. It's to listen to your parents because they have a really big responsibility. This is what it says in Deuteronomy, a little later in chapter 6, kind of picking up where we left off. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Basically, saying, when people think of your family, I want the first thing they see as they enter that you are about following the Lord. When your kid wakes up, I don't want him going to school confused on, on the Lord that put breath in his lungs when he woke up from bed. 
when you guys are driving to school, and you could put on the radio and just come, you know, whatever, like I do. I don't have kids. It's true. I know, working on it. Here we go. Sorry, baby. When you guys are driving down the road, she's back there, I know. As, she's, as you're driving down the road, here's the thing. I don't want them getting out of the car wondering who the God of the universe is. I want them to, listen, I'm going to give them a tough sell. I'm going to tell them they have to listen to you. And, and not just listen to you and like, you know, don't murder, don't kill, and blah, 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 whatever. I want them to listen to you because by listening to you, by listening to you with the responsibility that you've been given, you will help them inherit life because they will see God through you. And that is a really fun responsibility. So what does that look like? Man, if you're in a life group, like if you're in a life group or a small group with other adults, your students see you do that, you need to compel them to do the same thing. They need to walk the way you walk. You know, who, I don't know who brings their Bible to church. Listen, I, I, I've encouraged, I tell the staff to bring their Bible to church. But we, we need a paper Bible. We can't just rely on stuff on the screen because these screens don't come home with you. Their Bible does. So we encourage them to bring their Bible to church. You guys can encourage them to bring their Bible to church. You guys set the tone. Listen, but here's the perk. I'm going to partner with you in a really incredible way. You know, there was a friend of mine who was a, a, a junior high high school pastor in Texas, and his, uh, uh, this kid that he had in his youth ministry from eighth grade up through high school um, was the typical Texas kid. He played football, kind of disconnected. Uh, you know, he, he did a you know, camp here, there. He wasn't in a life group, wasn't in a small group. And when he was a senior, his parents came and wanted to have a meeting with this youth pastor and wanted to have a discussion with him. So they sat down and had a discussion, and the parents said, you know, we're really nervous. You know, our, our kid is about to go off to college and is about to experience all these new things. And we want to make sure that their faith is rooted in the scriptures and in who God is and an identity, not an identity that the world gives them, but the identity that Christ gives them. We want him to have that. But here's the thing. We don't think he, he even knows who Jesus is. He doesn't really come to church with us, and you know, he's not really connected, and, and you know, he, he hasn't been around, and we're really nervous that he's going to go off to school and just go, go chaotic. We don't know what to do. What can you do in the three months you have left to help my kid have faith that will last a lifetime? No pressure. You know, this poor youth pastor, you know, that, that was tough stuff. This is my buddy. And he looks at him, and he looks at him, honestly, I think he was emotional when he was telling me the story, so I can only assume he was emotional in the room with these parents, with tears in his eyes. He looks at him and says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You, you, but, but I have to be honest with you. You've put everything before church in his life since I've known him. Every camp was extendable. Every life group was a, a practice that he had to go. Every time at church, it was like he wanted to sleep in, so let him do what he wants. We don't want to shove it down his throat. And, and I, I believe where you're at. You're, you're at a place where you want your kid to have faith, but, but there's only a couple months left, and there's nothing I can do because, you know, how are you guys helping me do discipleship all these years? You know, there's a compelling story. And it was one that I walked away from and said, man, there's got to be a solution to this. And, I, and this is the solution we have at Marist. Because here's the thing. You guys are, have junior high students, or some of you have students that are entering junior high. And here's the thing. I don't want that to be any of your stories. I don't want you to ever sit there with Jared or with another high school pastor or me when I'm in high Whatever the story is, who's the high school pastor when your kids are there. I don't want you to ever sit across from them and say, I don't think my kid has faith. What can we do in the last few months we have left? I don't want that ever be your story. 
So this is one of the things we're going to do to help make sure it's not your story. Uh, one of the things we really believe in here at Mariners and all of student ministries is parent ministry. It's something we've been doing in junior high for a while, and we've just we've encompassed with high school, and we're launching it, and it's going to be great. And it is going to be great for a couple different reasons. Um, one, it's going to be informative. We're going to give you guys, as parents, times uh, at Learning Labs to come and learn about topics that matter to you as parents. And we believe in that. We're going we're gonna to commit to emailing you every week with stuff that matters, useful stuff, not stuff that you just delete. Trust me, this stuff isn't going to be wish-washy stuff, good stuff that you're going to use. And one of the most important parts is this. You know, I don't know what the story was with my youth pastor buddy. I don't know how much time he made for parents. Uh, but if there was an opportunity for them to come and talk to him, I think they would have taken it. Well, that really resonated with me as I thought about it. I was like, man, we just got to make time for parents. I think, I think availability is important. So one of the things we do in student ministries now Uh, and we've been doing it in junior high for a while, is the coffee day with the pastor. Now, every uh, third Thursday, or second Thursday, sorry, every second Thursday of the month, um, I uh, will be available to you, any family, in the cafe. I'll sit there from 9 to 5. And I've done it since last summer, and it's it's been awesome. And I just sit there. I know you're thinking, you just sit there? Like, yeah, yeah, I just sit there. I got my computer out, you sit there. Well, do I have to make an appointment? No, no, there's no appointments. You just come, you just show up, and I'm there for you. I'm there to talk about stuff that's happening in your kid's life. I'm there to pray with you if that's what you need. I'm there to tell you more of my story and how I came to Mariners and came to California if that's what you want to hear. I'm there to tell jokes to you. I know tons of funny jokes. I know this Irish priest joke. It's hilarious, okay? Seriously, it's really good. Come to a coffee time. I'll tell it to you sometime. And I'm available to you. And this is, this is what I believe. I believe in partnership. I don't believe in you guys doing it alone. I believe in us as the church, as pastors, coming alongside you. You know, this is what it says in one of my favorite verses. It talks about pastors in Ephesians 4. I'm not going to read it, but basically, paraphrase, it says this. uh, The role of a pastor is to prepare the people to hear from God, to prepare the people to hear from God and to experience God. That's the role of a pastor. This is how we prepare our students. Deuteronomy says it's your job, not mine. Well, here's the benefit. I am your biggest fan. I want you guys to be the spiritual heroes of your kids, not me. I, I'm, I guarantee you, one day I'm going to have my own kids. One day I may leave Mariners. Who knows? But I guarantee you this. You as parents will always be in their lives. Always. We want to create opportunities for you to press into that. We're going to be launching, uh, like I said, our spiritual disciplines, uh, five of them. And we're going to make it easy for you to connect through our app and through other means so that the discussions we're starting here at junior high, you can finish at home, around a table, privately, together, in honesty. We're going to create opportunities for you guys to get your questions answered through our coffee time. Uh, And guess what else? This is going to be awesome. Uh, This next year, um, as we go through that, we're going to learn a lot together. And as you have questions or you have needs, you're going to let me know, and I'm going to help make it happen. Uh, And if that wasn't good enough, later this year, working with children's and with high school, uh, we're going to be launching brand new rite of passage milestone experiences that you'll be able to go through with your kid. So as you get through these awesome years of, you know, junior high and they're, you know, hitting these, these big milestone moments in their life, hitting puberty, uh, they're, you know, lo- you know, figuring out these new things. And listen, I love junior high. And we want to make it easy for you guys to be the spiritual heroes of your kids. So I'm excited for this year. I'm really ready for what God's going to do in this ministry. And I believe we have the absolute right team in place 
to make that happen. And we're actually going to be adding someone new to the team very, very soon. You should be very excited about it. I'll be announcing in an email coming up very soon because not everything is greased just yet, but, uh, but it's going to be great. And these are the things that are going to make uh, your kids feel at home in junior high. So uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to open it up for questions. I think there's a couple already on the screen. And if you have a question that your phone's not working a text, that's totally fine. You can just raise your hand and, and Dave or someone will come around with a microphone and they'll take care of it. All right, how many cups of coffee do you get through on these Tuesday sessions in the cafe? That's a really good question. Uh, I have unlimited coffee. It's one of the many perks working at Mariners. I have all the free coffee I want and that's totally true, I hope, because uh, I take the coffee. Uh, I drink at least 10 cups, and that's what keeps me leveled out throughout the day. No, I don't eat drink 10 cups. I drink a lot of coffee, so it's a ton. All right, here we go. How do you recommend parents getting, uh, parents get involved here to stay connected to their kids? Well, here's the thing. Moving from Port Mariners, uh, there's a certain level of freedom that they're excited for and that you as parents want them to have. You want them to be free and have some opportunities and experience new things. You want that, and I'm for that. But if you're a parent that's like, man, I want to be involved in what's happening in my, in my kid's ministry, maybe not with them, but like in the ministry, like I'm a server and I want my kid to see me serving, so I want to serve maybe behind the scenes or I want to serve on the snack bar or the welcome team, uh, just talk to us. There's a card in your uh, bag. It's a nominate card because we're always looking for volunteers, not just any volunteer. I'm strict on the volunteers we get in junior high. I want volunteers who are called who love Jesus and love junior high students. Not just, you know, God's kind of whatever, and, you know, I just got to get some service hours. That's not what I want. I want, kid, I want leaders that love Jesus and love junior high students. And if you think, man, I'm a parent and I fall in that category, I love junior high students, not just my junior high student, but junior high students, and I love Jesus and I want to serve somewhere, we can talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I'm always down for an amazing intergenerational group of leaders, and we're building that slowly, uh, and I think it's only going to get better in the next year. Let's see, what do we have next? Uh, I know there's a lot of turnover in student ministries. How long do you plan on staying uh, in junior high? That's a really good question. That's a, that's a pretty bold question, too. Um, you know, l- let me say this. Uh, I don't do junior high ministry because there was no other jobs in the church available. I do junior high ministry because I love <laughs> junior high students. I'm being totally serious. I love junior high students. I love it. I didn't just fall into this. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, who wants it and like, you know, whatever, you know, I'll take a job doing whatever. No, no. I have a passion for junior high students. You know, I think junior high students, this is what I believe about junior high students, that in the junior high years, they'll face some of the most incredible things for the very first time. Very first time they get cut from a sports team will happen in junior high. That feeling of disappointment, of rejection, that'll happen in junior high. The very first time they have a crush and it blows up in their face will happen in junior high. For some of you, Hey, uh, Samoy, I need you to leave the room for a second. Get out of here. Get out of here, Samoy. I know, it's, it's sad. I'm just not sure about him, and I don't want to risk it. Uh, for those of you who haven't told your kids about the Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy, okay? For those of you who, hey, listen, for those of you who haven't, and I'm, you might think I'm kidding, they'll find out in junior high. I don't know if he knows yet, so I don't want him to hear any of this. I'm being totally serious. They'll find out in junior high. And that's like the big first, I know, exactly, Riley, his, I know his son, he's in seventh grade, still believes in the tooth fairy, it's nuts. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They're going to experience that in junior high, it's a big first, they're going to realize that. They're going to come to find, some friend's going to say something or whatever, they're going to find out in junior high. Uh, they're going to hit these big puberty, puberty moments in junior high. They're going to start hitting the moments where they're like, man, I don't know if people like me, like I'm kind of growing weird, like I don't know what to do, Justin. All that happens, that is the reason I love junior high. Because the cement's still wet. You can, still te- you can teach them stuff. They want to they learn. 
they want to start asking questions. That happens in junior high. You know, I think junior high years are some of the most influential years of their life. They were some of the most influential years of my life, and that is why I love junior high. Uh, and I, I do not want to leave junior high anytime soon, and I have zero plans to leave junior high anytime soon. Uh, and if God calls me away, that's his desire, and, and I'll give back the, the talents I've been entrusted in the junior high ministry back to him uh, anytime he wants, if he wants to give them to somebody else. But for the time being, he's entrusted them with me, uh, and we're going to build uh, a junior high ministry that glorifies God and teaches kids how to live for Jesus. That's what we're going to do. So there you go. What do we have next? Uh, what is the best way to get my student connected? Man, that's a really good question. Uh, if you um, have a student and you want to get them connected, m get them into a weekend service and commit to it. And, and not hopping around. Pick one and really commit to it. And this is the reason why. Uh, we have leaders that commit to our services. So you come on 9 a.m. on a Sunday, you're going to see Nick Topley. He's a high school student. He's committed to the 9 a.m. service. You come at 11, uh, you're going to see Jess. Jess is a committed volunteer the 11 a.m. service. You come at 9, you have a girl, you're going to see Lori Davis, and she is an incredible volunteer, and she is committed to the 9 a.m. service. We have volunteers, and we ask them to commit to a service. So if you really want to get your kid connected, pick a service. Let them get to know some leaders that will look at them at the end of service and say, and this is the most important thing, we train every leader on it, look at a student and say, I hope you have a great week. I can't wait to see you next week. Let me know how your week was. And that to a student is the most powerful thing you can ever say, especially when that leader makes good on it and actually asks them, how was your week? I'm so happy to see you. Come sit with me in church. That's an exciting moment. So if you want to get your kid connected, pick a service, be committed to it. Uh, life groups are going to launch. I'm a huge believer in life groups. You know, having 200 kids in a room, I love that. And we have a huge ministry. I dig that. I love just seeing students worshiping and, and playing games and having fun. I love that stuff. You know what I love even more than that? Taking 12 students and giving them to two highly trained, equipped leaders and letting them influence their lives on a weekly basis. So those life groups launch in October, sign up, start right after camp. Uh, you should make sure your kid goes to camp because if they're not at camp and they want to jump into a life group, they're going to jump in with people and it'll be great, but there's going to be a learning curve there. Put them in a week at camp. I guarantee you they will want to be in a life group with those kids. We, this is what we do. And if we do our job well, every kid's going to come home happy and excited about being connected into this ministry. And then we're going to launch into life groups immediately. And we're going to be in them the entire year. And we're going to wrap it up in May with a big experience uh, where they get to meet God uh, with parents, and it's going to be incredible. Uh, that is how you get your kid connected. So make sure they go to camp, make sure they get in a life group, and pick a service and make sure you're there. And if they ever get disconnected, if you're ever like, man, you know, my kid, I, I, he hasn't been wanting to go to church. They want to come with me in big church. Hey, here's the deal. Big church, listen, I love big church. Big church is made for adults. I work with the people that do big church. They are all adults. They tuck on their shirts. They wear ties. They're as adulty as you can get, okay? And they're planning all these big, deep, you know, all this big, you know, woo, and all this stuff. Okay, and I love that, okay? And for adults, listen, I go in there, and I worship. I connect, man. I love Caleb. I love Kenton's teaching and Kyle's teaching. I love connecting with God in there because I'm 29 years old. That's why I love it. Because it's made for me. It's made for my age group. You're adults, you guys don't go here because, you know, the free coffee on Sundays. You go here because you connect with God in a life-changing way. I want your students to connect with God in a life-changing way. And that's why the church gives a lot of money to paying some of the best junior high staff it can afford to do service in this room, to do a, have a band full of students, to do life groups, to do all the stuff we do. So we want them here. So if they ever stop coming and they're going off to be, don't, 
not tell me. You should come and tell me because we have a plan for that. We have someone on staff. Their job specifically is following up with kids, sending them postcards, phone calls, tracking them. You know, I think it's great seeing all the kids that are here. I think it's more important to see the kids that are not here. So we work tirelessly with Fellowship One uh, and the staff we have that help make that happen to track every single kid. Not to see who's here. That's a good number. I get to report that to my bosses. I want to see who's not here to make sure they know that we noticed in a church this big so that they feel it's a church this big that cares about them specifically. So if your kid's missing or he's not or she's not wanting to come, you need to let me know and I will help make that happen um, with my team. That's what we do uh, and we've been pretty successful at it uh, and I love doing it. So there you go. What else do we got? Uh, I'm nervous about my student feeling left out. They aren't outgoing. What does JHM do to keep students included? Well, I'll say this right off the bat. It, our ministry is a leader-driven ministry. Uh, we have students that come every single week and they cast it off by themselves and they're sitting on their cell phone and whatever. Those, those leaders we have are trained to z zero them out and pull them into the action. And maybe being pulled into the action for the super introverted kid is just sitting there and having a conversation and talking about stuff, playing video games. Maybe it's not talking at all. Maybe it's just proximity for a while. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay trusting the leaders that maybe just proximity for a while is going to be good enough. Because then it's going to crack. See, this is the thing with students. They like being able to count on stuff happening. So when we have our leaders who are incredible, and they're not paid a cent, we give them some free t-shirts and coffee mugs sometimes, and, like, and, then, and we pay for them to go to camp for five days. It's a real gift. Uh, <laughs> I know. So these incredible leaders we have, this is what they do. They're playing the long game. We get these kids for three years. We want to make the most of it. So trust them. Trust them that maybe silence is okay for a while because eventually that student, however introverted they are, will notice this guy, he's not giving up. He's, not, he's here. And that leader, they know how to start a conversation with introverted kids. We spend time training them how to do it. Give them the opportunity to do what they do so well uh, and we'll see fruit. You know, another thing is if your child is a little bit on that outlier that it's like, man, they're really, they're not connected at all, go talk to Janet Mitchell. She'll tell you all about how we connect kids in junior high. Janet Mitchell, I'm going to put you on the spot, Janet. Janet Mitchell has a kid named William who's basically one of my best friends. I take a bullet for him, like in like the chest, like not in the leg. Like I would, <laughs> I love that kid. And she was like, hey, my kid's really just, you know, kind of introverted, kind of, you know, whatever, you know, how, what are you going to do? How can you help me? And I was like, man, I love when we tell this story, by the way. I was like, man, why don't, why don't I just come over to your house for dinner and just meet you guys and we'll figure it out? And she thought I was kidding. <laughs> she thought I was kidding. Because, you know, what pastor at a megachurch offers to come over to your house for dinner and spend time with your family? That sounds nuts, right? You have, that's what you have the volunteers for. You have some, I mean, pastors, we have important things to do. We have books and, and things to write and, and papers to, you know, do and thing, teaching places and, and makeup to wear. I mean, you know, we have all that megachurch things, right? <laughs> Ken wears makeup, just so you guys know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Don't tell me I said that. Don't tell me I said that. I'm kidding. But I think, man, they got all these important things. Listen, listen. Trust me. The most important thing to me in this universe is fulfilling the call that God gave me to do ministry with students. And if that means going to your house for dinner to help your kid get connected, I'll do it. I love doing it. But you can see us protein on Saturday nights. Protein on Saturday nights. Exactly. I like eating meat. So <laughs> there you go. I've been over at house for dinner and I had ribs. It was awesome. And you know what? My wife loves this stuff. So, you know, have us both over. We'd love to meet, you, meet your kid. If that's what it takes, then that's what we'll do. Um, there isn't a single kid that does not matter to me. There's not a single kid that is outside the reach of my team and my leaders in this ministry. It is, does not happen 
and we will not let it happen. And that is my promise to you. So if you feel your kid falls in that category, you call me or come to a coffee time. That's why I'm there, and I will make it happen. I promise. Okay? What else we got? Open mic questions. So here's a microphone. Here's a question. Here we go. If you don't have a smartphone, you have a dumb phone like I have, and it only sends texts. It's a great phone. Well, I like that. My wife probably would like works. me to have that phone. It still works. <laughs> it's good. How do we access the app information? Will there be online somewhere where we it's can It's a really get great to it? question. Uh, as we're doing all of our fall kickoff preparations, which for junior high and my team knows are extensive, uh, because I have a big view of what we want to accomplish in junior high with our families uh, and how we want to integrate technology and our website and all of our tools. Uh, so we're going to be creating... Uh, actual like paper items, things that you can pick up. So come fall kickoff, all these things will be designed and they're going to be great. But we're also going to be integrating all this information we have into our website. Uh, it'll be something that is kind of rolling. We're kind of figuring exactly what it looks like. Uh, but for families that fall in that category that don't have a smartphone, which is many, we understand that. Uh, we're launching the app now, but we're going to be launching tools that go alongside that in paper that you can pick up here on the weekends or online. So it'll be great. Get ready for fall kickoff. It'll be awesome. What else we got? Go ahead. I know my son's really excited to come to junior high ministry, but is there a way that, are you going to do something like kind of bridge the Port Mariners experience? It's great. It's a really here? good question. Uh, I love that question. So over the next couple of weeks uh, and months, you're going to be seeing us in Port Mariners a lot. Uh, we're going to be up there running games some weeks. Uh, some weeks we'll be up there doing small groups and connecting with the fifth graders. Obviously, we don't do small groups on Sundays the way they do in Port Mariners. We're going to sit down in their small groups and get to know them. Uh, some services, we already have leaders up there uh, that we planted, kind of like secret agents, I'm kind of into 007, uh, that have already started building relationships with a lot of the girls. So if you have a girl uh, that goes to the 9 a.m. service on Sunday, they've already met some of our leaders that we planted there in, in order to make that transition easier. Uh, once we get into June, I'll be up there every single week. I'll be teaching, I'll be doing announcements, my team will be up there teaching, doing announcements, just being present, uh, and then we wrap it all up on, uh, and you can see it on your calendars, uh, for us it's called Glitter Gold, um, and it is going to be an incredible night. Uh, on June 21st, I think I'm right on that, uh, we do a thing with our 8th graders called Glitter Gold, which we get ready to send them off to high school. 5th grade parents uh, will be bringing their kids that same night upstairs in Port Mariners to a thing called Jump Out. And it's going to be their big send-off for fifth graders. And then we go up there and we get them and bring them down here and wrap up the night. And that's their first night as junior hires. And we're going to give them bags full of sunglasses and Frisbees and a bunch of other cool stuff and give out some sweatshirts. And, and you can buy sweatshirts. They're 30 bucks. They're totally worth it. They're going to last forever. Um, that's what we're going to do to help transition them. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be extra things we'll need to do. You know, if it, once again, you fall into that category where your kids, ah, I don't really know, reach out to us. Let us help. So that's what it'll look like uh, in the coming weeks. And I mean, if they went to winter camp, did your son go to winter camp in junior high? Oh man, he should have. It, it would have been awesome. Uh, next year, send him to winter camp with junior high. It'll be fine. But we actually send staff with the fourth and fifth grade winter camp to teach and do worship and hang out. So we actually start that transition process way early. Um, we've been up there speaking once a month for the last few months, actually, uh, just being there and being present and visible. So there you go. What else we got? Any more questions? Here we go. Front row. That's a good seat. It's not really a question more as a comment. Sure. I have soon to be a seventh grader. Okay. But I remember when my daughter went from fifth grade to over here, I was like, oh, she's still a baby over there, and I don't want her to mix with the junior high because, you know, they're older kids and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But she's matured so much in the last year just being here that 
I'm looking forward to what, you know, how she's going to grow in the next couple of years. So. Absolutely. I mean, this age group, I mean, you're tapping into that. I mean, you're tapping into that early adolescence. I mean, these years, uh, and I have the benefit of being married to a psychologist uh, who helps me see the bigger scope of how our kids are developed. Uh, and these years, these are the big years. These are the years where they start to question. They decide who they're going to be. Uh, these are the years that all these chemicals and the things start firing in new ways. And they're not the little kid that just listened to you because you were taller than them. They're the little kid who's like, wait, I'm not a little kid anymore. I can do a lot of stuff. And I have questions. And they deserve answers. And you see that in junior high. You, know, you tap into something that I'm sure some parents are wondering about. You know, if you have a sixth grade girl and she's probably a little, you know, polite little flower, you know, little daisy, you know, just beautiful, wearing probably dresses to church and whatnot. And you're thinking, man, they're going to come in junior high and Justin has tattoos. There's probably eighth graders that have tattoos. So, you know, so what, are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our kid? You know, she's wearing this flowery dress and these kids are wearing mohawks. What are we going to do? Uh, well, here, let me speak to that real quick. One of the things that I love about uh, our ministry, again, is volunteers. I think you're getting the theme here. Volunteers are a big deal to us. Uh, and we have volunteers that are here, and they commit to a service. They don't just commit to a service. They commit to an age group. So when they come here, they commit to a service, and then they commit to a age group, and they're with that group of kids. They're with them during worship, during breakout times, during the lesson, um, which, you know, I've been talking to my team about this. We're, and some of them like it, some of them don't, but, you know, in the end, I'm the boss, so I do what I want. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of our teaching space to make it easier for students to connect um, with their friends and with leaders, uh, not in rows. Kids don't learn in rows. Rows are for school. I want kids to learn in a different way. So I've been working with a parent uh, who has a, uh, his, his uh, doctor is in education, and he's helping me think outside the box of how kids learn, every single kid, not just some kids, every kid, how they learn. Uh, let me get back to the, the girl-boy thing. You know, part of how they learn is they like segregating themselves, and we have leaders that they know how it works, and usually the boys sit over here and the girls sit over there, uh, and they, they get it. They, our leaders are smart. Our staff, are, they're just as smart. They get it. You know, some boys are kind of zonky, and we keep them under control, and we create an experience with our leaders where girls have the time of their lives because they're connecting with other girls, and they're dancing during worship, and they're moving around, and they're hanging out together, and they're becoming friends, and they know boys are uncooked pancakes. I mean, they're not, they're not ready to eat yet. I mean, listen, this is a, they may look cooked, you know, e each side of a pancake. I mean, it looks beautiful. You cut into it, and all the batter starts flowing out. That's what a junior high boy is, uncooked pancake. So they know that. We know that. So we take steps to make sure that every kid experiences God in a healthy, safe way with leaders everywhere, with staff everywhere all the time, not staff out there drinking coffee and everyone's kind of, you know, running around with their head cut off. No, no, they're around. And we help make sure that that's not an issue. And if we do our job well, which we have done it very well in the past, and I believe in my team to continue to do it well, uh, it's never going to be an issue. Uh, and if you ever feel it is an issue out of some story you hear or something that happens, don't hesitate to call me. I know you have no problem calling other parents, and, but you feel free to call me too because I want to hear from you, okay? I want to help work throughout any issues that come up with that. But I, I believe in our team. I believe in our leaders. I believe it's going to work out really well. Any last questions? I'm like three minutes over, so I'm going to cut it off. All right, my team has told me to cut it off, and I listen to them. So here's the thing. Take your bags with you. They're a blast. Uh, tonight, you actually get something brand new. You're going to love this. This is our brand new summer calendar, and I want you to get it before you leave. This thing is enormous. I love it. It's a big, huge poster. This thing is so good. And I want you to take this and put it up on their wall or put it up on your fridge. And we designed it this way for a reason. We want you to use this as your summer calendar as a family. So we gave you a bunch of spots to write in your own family stuff and be able to check it out. And we have uh, the app on there and life groups and 
winter camp. Oh yeah, we have a, a, our junior high ministry is recording their own album. It'll be out in June. So you can download that, load that for free really soon. So grab a calendar. My team will be sticking around if you have more questions. Uh, thanks for coming here. Thanks for being here. You guys are great. I appreciate it. Uh, have fun. Stick around. God bless. I'll see you guys later.